Hour 2 of the Blitz starts right now here on Fan Run Radio 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Live in your Fan Run Radio app. That's free wherever you get your apps. We're also live in the Fan Run Radio web browser. And if you want to watch along that video feed over on the Fox Sports Knoxville Twitter. It's sort of raining during the end of hour one. Did it really? Yeah. Is it raining hard? It was raining really hard at first second. It kind of stopped again. It's 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 a little like off and on here the last like hour. I hate that. Next hour too. Yeah, it's it's in the seventies, so it's supposed to be really it's supposed to be really nice all day. I see people in like a group message talking about how nice it is in Middle Tennessee right now. Yeah, I was planning on spending some of my day outside. I was hoping to. I've spent a lot of the last two days outside. Yeah. Need this rain to go away. Yeah, I've got a lot of work to catch up on, and and yesterday I was just like, you know what? I'm it's 78 degrees in February. I'm gonna I'm gonna close the laptop and take the dog for a walk, sit outside for a little. You don't get those days too many times. Talking about like March being really, I don't know, getting into the best time of the year where again baseball season's ramping up. I'm really excited this year too for the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. But baseball season ramping up, and you're getting into March Madness and, and conference tournament weeks, and you're building up for the Masters, and you start to get these these days here in Tennessee, too, where it'll be like partly cloudy, 72 degrees with a breeze. Mm. And it is sexual weather. Yeah. It's probably the best way to describe it. I mean, I mean it is it is remarkable. I love like mid seventies. That's just my favorite. Weather. That's my favorite type of type of weather. Really, is just one of the best times of the year. The only the only downside. The allergies. Bees. <laughs> yeah, allergies. Definitely. <laughs> the bees. <laughs> Do I bees had, bother I, you that much? Growing up, I had an irrational fear of anything that flies and stings. Like it was a really bad fear. I haven't been stung many times. I uh. I guess we're just going to get into like a, a story time right now uh, <laughs> instead of, of the opening drive. I was so scared of like anything that, f- that flew and also stung growing up. And there were so many bees and wasps uh, at the Winstead Elementary playground that I would like panic in the spring. <laughs> like I, I would not go outside uh, for recess without – like these, like bug wipes is what the bug wipes. that we came up with for, for what like were bug my wipes? teachers and my parents. They were like these little wipes that came in like a Clorox like container that were like bug repellent wipes. I've never heard of that. That's and looking back at it, I think that there's like an 80% chance that it was all a placebo and they were just having me rub a Clorox wipe on my arms real quick to keep the bees away, but it worked. Because I would feel... I think that's what it was. I, I do, too. To be too. honest. I've never I mean, heard I, of, of bee yeah, wipes yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, like, I got to, like, freshman year of high school, and I thought back, and I was like, yeah, was those they're definitely just having me rub, like, a Clorox wipe on, like, my arms and legs real quick or something. But it did come in, like, a green can. I remember the can. And there was also, like, a little bracelet I used one time, and then someone broke it. I freaked out one time. But we had a substitute teacher. We had a substitute teacher one day. And she didn't believe me when I told her that 
I like was supposed to go under the cabinet before recess and grab like one of these wipes and wipe my arms and legs so I wouldn't be scared of the bees. She's like, no, like she was not having it, was refusing to let me go in the cabinet and was like trying to force me to go out to recess. And then another teacher that like I didn't like very much came over and was like, you're just fine for just one day. Go out there. And I lost my mind on those two teachers. Lost, like lost my mind, like said things to them that were just foul. Freaked out, got sent to the principal's office. Didn't have to worry about going out to recess. Did not get to go to recess for like a week. So that's the. Did worst you get part stung like big time as a kid? Never. Like, was there a, a? I've never been stung, all the or I, I had never been stung all the way up through high school. I didn't get stung for the first time until I was in college. Hmm. I was landscaping and came across a bunch of yellow jackets and got stung a good amount of times. Yeah. but I had never even been stung before. Don't know why. But to this day, still just get freaked out by things that fly and sting. That's the worst part of spring. I get kind of freaked. I mean, I don't get freaked out by it, but I just am like, yeah, I get away from it. You, know, like you hear I'm the buzzing talking. around your head. Freak out. Like, I wish I had like that video of just young Charlie on the playground refusing to. I think I told a teacher that she was going to like die alone. That's pretty bad. Like I, I said some bad. Th- like yeah, that's pretty bad. I don't even like. I said some things that like you're like I, a third grader said that. Like these are the insults I would expect from like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really. I don't even like. I, I would get. I would get into states where like I wouldn't even like know that it was me. Like I would just be so like freaked out and like upset. It was very funny. But anyway, you want to get into an opening drive? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, a little opening drive here. Uh, not not good news, but it's news and it's relevant, and it's in the opening drive. Nashville Predators forward. Oh, well, timeout. First down. Nashville Predators forward. Or excuse me, not forward. Center Ryan Johansson. Rijo is going to miss the remainder of the regular season, out for 12 weeks after having surgery on his right leg. having a pretty disappointing year uh all things considered especially you know given his career year a year ago looked like he was finally you know finally going to uh oh my mom texted me she said it was first grade first grade that you yeah can she confirm the bee repellent i i still think it had to have been a placebo i don't know <laughs> uh, she didn't she didn't confirm or deny that part which makes me think that it was indeed a placebo. Uh, but, yeah, the Preds, Ryan Johansson, he's done for the season. Last year, it looked like John Hines had, like, finally gotten him back right. Good again. Playing like the guy that you signed him to be, acquired him to be. This year, it had been bad. And it's bad for the Preds, too. Currently, two spots out of the wild card. You have two games in hand on the, the Minnesota Wild, but... They have, they're up seven points right now. You have 60 points. They have 67. Uh, a little over, I believe, a little over 20 games to go. 27, 22, and 6. So that's... Not looking great. Here. 27 plus 22 is, is 49 plus 6, 55. So yeah, you have 26 games left. 
I don't know if I did that math right, but somewhere around 26 games left. It's how many games you have left. It's not looking good for the Preds. And we'll see if they even potentially are sellers here at the trade deadline. It's coming up, I think, is it t this week? I don't know. That's a good question. Let me look that up. It's probably coming up pretty soon, yeah. NHL trade deadline. It might be today. I feel like there would be some more buzz, right? There's been some trades this morning. It's not today. March 3rd. Okay, yeah. I just didn't remember it being so far after... Uh, All-Star weekend? So far after the NBA trade, the trade deadline. For mm. some reason, I always felt like those were like a week apart. Two weeks apart. Oh, I got another update. Uh, it technically was a bug repellent wipe. Okay. But there was no way it was going to keep anything from stinging. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but you didn't need to know it's that. Probably for like an like you just like rubbed on like the hallway entrance or something to keep like an ant out. But in my maybe eyes, for like mosquitoes or something, yeah. not bugs or not not bees and. In my eyes, like I could have. You were Iron Man for a second. If I had my bug wipes wiped down my legs and my arms, God, what a nothing what a was weird touching kid. you. I, what a weird! I was such a weird kid. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how strange I had to have been to raise, but. Probably like just smelled like bug spray, gross. Just a little first grader running around, like freaked out by bees. Ugh. But yeah, first grade me thought with his bug wipes that he could have gone into a beehive, taken all their honey, and come out without a sting. <laughs> like, I, in, in my eyes, that was the most powerful technology society had created. Yeah. It was basically a force field just surrounding. I, would, I mean, I would feel like that in first grade also. Second down. Second down. Uh, Tennessee Titans clearing house yesterday. Taylor Luan cut. Robert Woods cut. Fat Randy cut. Zach Cunningham cut. All of them gone. Titans save nearly $43 million, 42.9 in cap space. Um, big day for the Titans yesterday. Sad to see Ted Luan go. Great nine years, three-time Pro Bowler. Became the highest-paid left tackle in football at one point. Man, yesterday was tough. Uh, Ted Luan just uh, one of those cornerstone guys for for turning around this Tennessee Titans franchise. You know, he just. Came in here, drafted in 2014, one of those guys that has been through the worst of the worst with the Titans and has seen has seen them, you know, rise to the to where they've become now, almost getting to almost getting to the Super Bowl, playing in an AFC championship game, playing in some meaningful playoff games. Just a tough way to go tough way to go out. I hope Taylor Wan doesn't play football somewhere else again. Um yeah, just kind of uh, turning the page for the Titans franchise a little bit. Clearing some some contracts off the books that we don't like. Interested to see where we go from here. Uh, if, if anybody else gets cut or anything like that. So, yeah. Sad day. Emotional day. Just had to, to collect for a second there. Just a sad day. One of the boys 
He had a great tribute video. Taylor Wan posted a great like. I was not somewhere that I could play audio out loud when I saw it pop up. You need to watch I it. I bookmarked it to go back and watch. Completely forgot. You so. need to watch it. It's a very good video. I'm gonna do that when I get out of here. He's playing "My Way" by Frank Sinatra in the background of the video. I uh, I always loved Taylor Wan. Always loved Taylor Wan from the start. I was a massive, massive Lawan guy. I had a Lawan jersey I wore everywhere. Um, got to meet him a couple of times. Um, there was a practice that we had the, the bright idea that we were going to go stand along the fence right next to where the water machine was. So we stood there and everybody came over there. We were getting autographs from everybody, talking with everybody, but talked with Taylor Lewan a little bit uh, like during like after practice he was sitting there drinking water he was always just so cool like always down to earth always willing to talk to you and I remember it was when uh like JJ Watt and Zach Mettenberger were beefing like this was this was back when it when when Mettenberger and Lewan were best friends like pre-Marcus Mariota and and Mettenberger was beefing with with JJ Watt and so was Lawan and I remember asking him about it and he said some things about JJ Watt that I cannot repeat on air <laughs> just to like a 14 year old kid that I was at the time or like 15 year old and from that moment on I was like I love Taylor Lawan because I also hate JJ Watt um it's like I met him that time and then the time by the water cooler like I told him about that I was like hey you know like whatever you Zach Mettenberger was beefing. He's like, oh, I remember that. Like, thanks for not tweeting that. That <laughs> I got in trouble. And then there was a third time where he, the Titans practiced at Centennial High School. And afterwards, like, they were hanging out and stuff. And I just went and, like, Taylor Lewan was walking by. And I was with, like, three of my, my special needs friends. So I, like, brought him over. And, and he talked to all of them. It was super nice to all of them. And then started talking to me again, and we started talking about Alabama football. He was talking about when Michigan played Alabama in the bowl game. He's like, man, there's nothing worse than getting beat by Alabama. And then you look around, and there's just all these smoke shows in the crowd everywhere. And, like, uh, man, I hate Alabama. And we just talked about how much we hated Alabama. Always, always, always loved Taylor Lewan. Got to be sad to see him go. But cap casualties yesterday, Lewan. I imagine he retires. I would, I would be shocked if he doesn't retire. Like you've been pointing out, Sam, especially with, with his role at Barstool, continuing to grow with him, mm -hmm. continuing to be more of a focal point there. I believe his podcast, Bussing with the Boys, they're going to start doing two episodes a yeah. week. I, I think everything indicates to him retiring, especially he's nowhere close to a proper playing weight. Uh, he mentioned like on already, his podcast that he was 275. Yeah, like he's already uh, – he, he's not in near football shape. He's always talked about how he wanted to be the guy that retired before it started to decline rather than tire, be the guy that retired after the, de the decline. Mm -hmm. I think the decline already started to begin a little bit, but also just two ACLs helps two ACLs spring, when you're post-30 yeah, and that, you're not in football shape. I think he's ready to call it a day. Titans again, like you mentioned, Zach Cunningham gone. I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, David Long. Probably a top ten middle linebacker in my eyes. He can got to pay him. He can be the anchor of your defense. Got to pay him, and then, you know, Monty Rice or somebody else can play opposite. Let's get Drew Sanders in the draft. 
Eh, Fat Randy, he's gone. Gonna be, a, I'm gonna miss the Titans games and watching him trot out on the field and going Randy. <laughs> but other than that, you know, that big belly right, bullock. Yeah. He was a good kicker, not great. We could find another good, not great kicker somewhere else. Uh, and then Bobby Trees is gone, and I mentioned it earlier. The only redeeming quality about Robert Woods was getting to say Bobby Trees. I did not like Robert Woods from the start. Granted, he was put in an unfair position. I don't think he liked us. He don't tweeted think he free. Liked us either. He tweeted free after he got cut. So I think he you didn't. You know what? And if I, I were him, he I wouldn't have liked here. us either. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I think there should just be a lot of mutual dislike in that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. One that he did not work out. And we didn't help him produce. It yeah. was just, it, it was two sides that were like, let's make this relationship uh, as hard on each other as possible. <laughs> And then say see you later after a season. That's what that was. Uh, still can maybe be more cap casualties. We'll get into that a little down the road. But, man. Did you realize, too, that the Johansson's leg injury was because he took a blade to the leg and got cut? Who? Ryan Johansson took a blade really? to the leg, and that's how he got injured. That's scary. Someone just texted that. I didn't realize that's, that's what happened to him. Uh, I'm sure that's uh, yeah, probably hit him in a in an area where probably got him in like some artery or something, you know, some who knows. Hope he's all right. That is a scary injury. Always scary when you get those blades to any part, blades to the arm, blades to the leg. Cut by a skate leg out twelve weeks. That's crazy. Twelve weeks. That's a. That's a bad cut. Yeah, like that. <laughs> it's not a paper That's, cut. That, that, has to, that has to hurt so bad. <laughs> that has to hurt so bad. Like, I can't imagine what a cut that keeps you out 12 weeks hurts like. Yeah. Ow. Mm. That's just a gash. That's not even a cut. Yeah, that, that, that's is, a gash. that is an opening. Yeah, it's an opening. That that's is a, a wound. That's a canyon in your in your leg. That's always, I've always been so scared to ice skate because I'm convinced that I'm going to fall and cut myself with my skates. Yeah, yeah. Or just when you have a bunch of people in Central Park, how do you not have more sk- like ice skate injuries? I get that they're like really rounded and really sharp and you have to hit it at some pretty exact angles. But I feel like all it takes is one, one like 13-year-old to slip and fall. I, I it. At Central Park, the ice skating rink, and then the person behind them just like falls onto their skates that are now open to being fallen on because he's on the ground. Like, I don't, in my mind, I don't understand how there aren't people in America, like hundreds of people every day, suffering severe lacerations from ice skating accidents. In my mind, like, it should be a pandemic. Uh, so I, I, that's why I don't ice skate. I'm going to get cut by those things. I know. If I go, I will be. Uh, third down, Brandon Miller played basketball last night and dropped 41 points <laughs> yeah, did, did a pretty on good South job. Carolina. A lot of people didn't think he was going to play basketball last night. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, the Darius Miles murder case. Miles accused of, uh, of murdering a single mom. Plenty of evidence to that he did, but yeah. they're in trial right now, and in trial it comes out that Brandon Miller actually was the one that delivered the gun 
to Brandon, to, to, I mean, not to, to Miles. Um, tricky situation, right? Is it, though? Is it that tricky? I think it's tricky in the sense of, from a legal perspective. I know what you're saying. I, I, get, like, I get what you mean. Or from a university official perspective, even, especially when you look at the statement of, of Brandon Miller's lawyers, when they've stated that Miles needed a ride to the clubs that night, left his firearm in the back seat of Brandon Miller's car underneath some clothes. Supposedly, Miller didn't know that it was there, maybe. Dropped him off at the club. Miller went out to dinner and then. A little bit later on, Miller was going to drop somebody off, and he was going to go pick up Miles. He was already on the way to pick up Miles, and that's when Miles asked him to bring him his firearm back. So he went, and like the whole thing is that you know he didn't really know what that it was there, didn't know what he was using it, was just trying to give him his gun back, whatever else. And could you see a scenario where that's the case, where it really is just Brandon Miller, like, oh man, this guy left his gun in my car here, just take it back, let me get out of here. Yeah. Could that be possible? Sure. Is that likely? I don't think so. I mean, if, if, if your teammate is asking you to bring him a gun post 1 a.m. and you arrive to the scene, clearly you should know that there's some sort of altercation going on. That, that would I think that one would think that would be clear, right? One would think, too, when his car gets shot, that maybe there's some more involvement with the positioning of his car that maybe mm -hmm. Brandon Miller knew more than he's letting on. You know, you can, you can try to draw all these conclusions, all these inferences. And, you know, I personally believe that there is a child that is going to grow up without a mother. And that is incredibly tragic. And I, I, Brandon Miller is one of the men that is responsible for that situation. He's not the man that pulled the trigger, but he, played a role in that situation and there should be consequences and major ones i personally believe that mm -hmm. but when you have those lawyer statements legally there's more you, loopholes there's just, in it not even legally but i i think even if you want to get them for like viola violating university rules like i don't even know if you could pin something down yeah i, I don't yeah. i don't know what you can pin down because right. it wasn't his firearm mm -hmm. you know it, it, it it's a situation where he can try to shift the narrative and his lawyers can try to shift the narrative of like, oh, just being a good teammate, picking up your teammate from the club, dropping off your teammate at the club. Oh, you didn't know he had a gun. Oh, take that back. I don't want anything to do with the gun. Like you can position it like that. I think we all know, given the situation and given the role that Brandon Miller supposedly played, that it likely didn't play out in such a manner, but there will never be concrete evidence of how it did play out. So if you're Alabama, like it, I don't know how you're going to suspend Brandon Miller, but at the same time, there's Alabama fans that are taking it a completely other degree. Like Brandon Miller, it's a great guy and he's innocent. And yeah, how dare you talk about right. this? That was disgusting. Yeah, the, the response from a lot of the Alabama fan base was foul. You know, I thought it was gross when they tried to excuse Jermaine Burton uh, striking a woman on multiple occasions because they stormed the field. Oh, it's not his fault; they were in his way. You know, that's what the Alabama fans said. That was gross. The response to the Brandon Miller thing has been 10 times worse. Um, a lot of controversy. That's going to remain controversial throughout the remainder of the season. And, you know, Nate Oates' comments, I, I 
made it somehow ten times worse. Yeah, maybe that's the maybe that's the worst part oh, of it. Oh, it is what it is. Can't control what goes outside of the locker room. You can't really treat the murder of a single mother like, ah, boys will be boys. No, that is <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not it, Nate Oates. And you've known about this for well since it happened. You know, you didn't you didn't find this out in trial today. You've known about this. In fact, you've known that during trial it was probably going to become public and you were probably going to have some questions to answer. You didn't have anything better than it is what it is. That, to me, is what's sickening. There's a lot that's sickening in this situation. Again, a child's going to grow up without a mother, and that's the worst part of it all. But I, I understand that it's going to be hard to stick Brandon Miller with something, even though I think he deserves to not ever play basketball at the NCAA level again. I think maybe what's what's frustrating too is that I personally I think, you know, if it's if it's not Brandon Miller who's the guy who's in this car here, if it's just some random bench player on Alabama's team, that guy's kicked off to the team. I think. I, like I think it's strictly Brandon Miller's ability to play, like his his ability to produce on the court that is keeping him in the game basically. Yeah. Yeah, Which I mean, again, uh, who was that white dude that they that they did the 94 feet with Jay Billis the second time Yeah, the guy that after? was doing all those dad jokes. Yeah, if, if, dad it's that joke, guy. if dad joke guy was the one that brought the gun to Miles, then then he's not playing basketball. No, exactly. It's There's a double standard. Mm-hmm. If it was an Auburn player, then he's not playing basketball. Then Alabama would probably be trying to press charges. If it was Flanagan, if it was Wendell Green... Then there are going to be like legislators in the state of Alabama. They're like, oh, we need to bring charges against this. He's an accessory to murder. Like that's that's the difference, and I think that's maybe the worst part of it all. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a lot of bad, and despite all, it just feels very weird that Brandon Miller was out there playing basketball last night, scoring forty-one points. Yeah, it did. It felt just, very it, weird. It felt real weird, but I, I can see this definitely. Hindering Alabama's season. Uh, I, I think this will be a distraction that could could derail Finger. things. Mm-hmm. They deserve to lose in the first weekend. They deserve to lose in the first game of the SEC tournament. They don't deserve success. Amen. Good opening drive. I guess fourth down still. This is going on. For a while. Yeah, fourth down. Um, Aaron Rodgers is out of darkness. We'll, we'll keep it short, you know. Aaron Rodgers went to Oregon, yeah, Southern Oregon. On, on. Oh, here, I'll let you continue. Well, yeah, I mean, just went to Southern Oregon, locked himself in a room with no lights. <laughs> There's not a whole lot to uh, to unpack there. Um, yeah, he went on Pat McAfee's show February 14th. Scheduled four days and four nights in a darkness isolation, hoping to have a better sense of where I'm at in my life said he was not going to the retreat just to figure out whether he'll play in 2023 or retire. He had to go kill the hat man, too. Yeah, he had to go kill the hat man, exactly. <laughs> um, Do we have any updates on the battle? Did he win? <laughs> <laughs> could we get a play-by-play? Like, Could we get, like, Jim Nance in there with, like, some, some night vision goggles doing play-by-play on if Aaron Rodgers could defeat the hat man? I hope he, defe- uh, he defeated the Hat Man. Uh, it's now, you know, we're now going to see if he's going to play for the, be playing for the Packers, getting paid 
$59 million guaranteed if he will be playing for the Raiders, for the Jets, if he will be sitting on his couch. You never know. Maybe Tennessee. <laughs> I don't think there's... I, I don't think there's anything Aaron Rodgers could do that would be surprising. Yeah, no. At this point, at, at this point there's there's nothing that like the, do the, that. the 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 casual laissez-faire attitude in which most of NFL media and fans alike approach the fact that Aaron Rodgers was going to go do a bunch of hallucinogenics and stay in a darkness room for four days and meditate. They're just like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> paints a beautiful picture of, of the persona that Aaron Rodgers has grown into. That could be like a, a draft. Things you wouldn't be surprised hearing Aaron Rodgers just did. <laughs> and it's like... Did DMT and jumps out of a plane. Like, cross the Pacific Ocean in like a in like a skiff. Started at a beach volleyball league in the Pacific Islands. <laughs> Whatever it is, Aaron I just, Rodgers. I really hope he retires, to be honest, so that he just starts doing all this obscure stuff, and we can we can just document all of it. I hope he tries to like. I hope he just tries to like make it onto the Corn Fairy tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comes amazing. Aaron Rodgers goes to Q school. <laughs> he gets put on full swing, season three. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was in the darkness, I saw a vision of myself putting on a green jacket. I knew it from that moment on I had to dedicate my life to Augusta. I can see it. I really Fact could. fiction. It's coming up next. Alright, back here on the bits. Thursday, 11 to 39. Yeah. Love this song. Super into this song now. <laughs> I asked what the name of it was like <laughs> like two weeks ago like a month ago <laughs> it was your song of the day it was at one my point song I was like at one point I don't think I've posted a song of the day in a while it's a good little trend you do I kind of I enjoy it they're very random you yeah, sh- oh do, yeah. you, do you listen to them um I don't like if I don't know them I honestly don't really listen to them but if I well, that's, that's the it, point. Then. If you yeah, don't know, know them, then know, you I should know. listen to them. Let's see. The last song of the day I, I posted was Where My Head At by Nino So Supremi. <laughs> the one before that, Ode to Bourbon by Treaty Oak Revival. So they uh, they definitely bounce around categories a little bit. But uh, fact or fiction, Sam? Yeah, we got a uh, a little bit more NFL than I was than I usually. I had some NFL for you too. Yeah, I had a lot of NFL. Let's go back and forth. I'll let you start. Okay. Um, Bud Dupree survives the Titans cap casualties. Say that again. Fact or fiction, Bud Dupree survives the Titans' cap casualties. That was my first question for okay. you. That's okay. unbelievable. That's funny. So I guess we can just both answer it. Yep. Um, I'm going to go fact here. 
Okay. I I don't know. I, I really kind of did expect the Titans to cut him, but I thought it would have been in yesterday's wave of cuts. And if he survived that, I don't know. I, I feel pretty decent about him sticking around. Um, yeah, the Titans are in a pretty desperate cap situation. Yeah, they need cap help. But edge rusher is a premium position in the NFL right now. It's a position that, that you need to be successful. This Titans defense has the ability to be the best defense in the NFL, at least the top five defense. But the weakest part of this defense is the secondaries. That means that pass rush really needs to be mm-hmm. on its bleep. You know, Harold Landry coming off of a knee injury. Do you really want to put all your, your eggs in that basket? You know, Danico Autry believes still around for one more year. Yeah, yeah. I believe Danico Autry is still around for one more year, but he's aging. You know, Rashad Weaver can be a third down pass rush kind of guy, but, you know, you can't really trust him on a, as an every down player against the run. He just doesn't really hold that edge strong enough, consistently enough. Um, in a situation, too, you don't have as, as many draft picks as you would like, and, and you might need to address a minimum. So you know this offseason you're going to have to address a minimum of three offensive line spots. Um, the starting receiver spot opposite of Traylon Burks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to probably need to add another corner. Yeah. At a minimum. So, do you really want to add Ed Rusher to the list of, of like premium needs for this offseason when you're already limited on money and you don't have a ton of draft picks? I just, I just don't think you're going to have the resources to replace Bud Dupree if you cut Bud Dupree. Um, Given his counterpart again, Harold Landry coming off of a knee injury, I still kind of think I, I think Bud Dupree might survive despite the fact that he hasn't been overly productive. Slash has dealt with some injuries. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree with everything you're saying there. I I was surprised too yesterday that he survived all of that. Um, he seems like he might be in line for a, maybe a restructure now. You know, I don't know. I I've, you know because you're. He has not given you the production that that you would like for how much you're paying him. A restructure would be wonderful. I don't wonderful. know if that's on the table or not. I hope he wants wonderful. that. I hope he would take that. Uh, but yeah, I, I was I was surprised that he that he survived yesterday. But yeah, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's going anywhere. And this morning, Taylor Luan mentioned that he thinks Ben Jones is getting cut as well. Where did he say that? He said that on on Bustin' with the Boys. Um, that surprised me. I just kind of assumed that he's going to retire. I thought I I I got the sense from the Pro Bowl that Ben Jones was going to try and go one more year. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I I. I did kind of get the sense too from the Pro Bowl that Ben Jones might stick around, but. I really thought, given his health status and, and his age, that he would retire. I, I don't know. I think if he is staying around, you got to keep him if you're the Titans. So I, I would still be surprised if he got cut. But you got to find money somewhere. It's going to be an interesting offseason. But the Titans got off to a fast start. Mm-hmm. You know, still have plenty of time to make those, those cap cuts. But the Titans just went right at it yesterday, cutting four guys. Uh, fact or fiction, Sam? At this point, the NCAA title favorite should be the Kansas Jayhawks after mm. what they've done in the last three games? That's a good question. 
I'm going to say fact. I'm going to say fact. Um, <clears throat> and I think that maybe just because in such a volatile year in college basketball that we've been having, it's tough to bet against a coach like Bill Self. So much tournament experience. Obviously, they're coming off winning the title last year, so it's tough to be, you know, really say that they're national title favorites after after winning the title last year. It's just so tough to win back to back in college basketball. Only a handful of teams have ever done it. Um, but yeah, they're playing some really good basketball right now. Obviously, in the hardest conference in the country, they're battle tested every single night. Doesn't matter who you're playing; you're playing a tough game. So they're going to be coming in to the NCAA tournament very prepared, having gone through the gauntlet of the regular season and the Big 12 tournament. Uh, you know, you've got, you've just got some some key players over there for Kansas that can that can beat anyone. You know, beat anyone's team that they've got, and I think that you've just got that experience factor, and I think that's a huge, a huge underrated part of March Madness. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fact. I think Kansas. In in the realm of college basketball that we've got this season, I would say that they're probably the favorite right now. I don't know if they're the favorite. But Houston's my only other team that I'm. I don't thinking know if they're about. the favorite, but there's not a team I trust more. Yeah, like there's yeah. not a coach I trust more than Bill Self. There's not a team I trust more than Kansas. Even though, you know, I think it's interesting the way that they treat the center position this year. Even though I, I think that Jalen Wilson, despite his stats, is an incredibly inefficient player that hinders the offense at times, even though, you know, Grady Dick's still not the best defender in the world. Like, I I don't know. I still just in a chaotic, topsy-turvy college basketball year that doesn't make a ton of sense. I guess the thing that makes the most sense would be Bill Self, because for as much hate as he gets – which not always the most likable guy in the world, but as much hate as he gets, I think he's clearly the best coach in America, yeah. best coach in college basketball. Mm-hmm. He is incredible. Uh, got some semi-breaking news. Broncos hiring Vance Joseph to be their D.C. Mm. Okay. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Also, I just saw the Adam Schefter tweet that about the Aaron Rodgers darkness room. I'd seen the mm-hmm. jokes, but I had not actually seen the, the the first tweet reporting it. Very much love that Adam Schefter described <laughs> it as it? a partially underground hobbit-like structure. <laughs> what does that mean? Is he in the Shire? Middle Earth? I don't know, dude. I don't actually know anything about Lord of Ring, Lord of the Rings. I don't either, so I, I couldn't tell you. But we spent two months reading it one time in a in a class in school, but I didn't read it. Okay, I was yeah. going to say I spark noted. It seems like thing. people really like it. Yeah, I spark noted all of it. I didn't even watch the movie. I I don't enjoy those type of movies personally. Yeah, we also <laughs> we we even just had like a, an extra credit thing where you like watch the movie, and I lied about watching the movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I had no interest in that, but I know that there was a Shire and that they were walking from Middle Earth to somewhere else. Because I did. <laughs> Maybe read that's Aaron Rodgers. I read the parts that we read in class. That's okay. which is even more interesting to just like randomly hear fifteen pages from a book twice a week. Yeah, and that's all you're hearing. <laughs> yeah, imagine just like filling for a long in, book like that too. Filling in like 
80 page gaps and then there's like oh here's 10 pages cool you read like 60 pages of a 400 page book probably or something like that. <laughs> and not in order <laughs> there's no like linear yeah. linear yeah. you skipped all the most important parts probably that. that you had to read at home <laughs> <laughs> all right uh fact or fiction josiah jordan james should be shut down until the ncaa tournament so keep him keep him out of the sec tournament as well uh, I'll go fiction. Uh, I think that given how much time he's missed this year and then given the, the length of that absence, don't necessarily want a, a winner go home, do or die game to be where you're trying to like work someone back. If you want to shut him down for South Carolina, Arkansas, and Auburn and bring him back for the SEC tournament, like I, I would be more inclined to do that. I'm still I'm more so in the boat. Just bring them back whenever you can, because you're you're in desperation mode. Mm-hmm. If you hadn't lost four out of the last five, maybe you could afford to do that. But like you need to get back to playing better basketball as soon as possible. So I don't think there's really time to wait, you know, to shut down a guy like Josiah or or Julian Phillips either. Or um, so I'll go fiction. You you should not wait until the NCAA tournament to bring him back. And with that being said, 11:50. So we got to catch a break here, and we'll wrap up the show like we always do with a little best bet on the other side. All right, wrapping up the show like we always do with a little best bet. Just a couple minutes left. Sam, over to you. Not a whole lot on the college basketball end, I guess. I'm going to go to the ice. Let me get the under six and a half in Flames and Golden Knights. Flames, Golden Knights, under six and a half? Yeah. All right. That's an interesting one. Is there a referee matchup that that, that you like in I that did. one? I did. Saw, I saw another video of, a, of a, a referee who goes under in a lot of games, and he is refing the Flames and the Golden Knights tonight. I'm going to ride him. All right. I'm uh, A couple games I like tonight over in the college basketball realm Uh Couple different directions you could go with this. I like Utah getting seven at home in the late game against UCLA potentially. Um, I like Stanford at home minus two and a half, minus two. But I'm gonna go with one of the earliest games of the day, the earliest or second earliest game of the day. Pardon me. There's a game at noon in, in five minutes. But uh, Penn State plays Ohio State at six thirty at Ohio State. Ohio State has lost. Uh, well, every game, just about. They have not won a game in the month of February. Um, haven't won a game since back on January 1st. In that time, they've even lost to Minnesota. Uh, pardon me, they did, they did win one other game in January. But Ohio State is in the, in the Big Ten, uh, like last place, the worst team in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three and thirteen. I'm not counting Minnesota. They're not a real school this year, so we're we're just calling it a thirteen team Big Ten. And, and and Ohio State's the worst out of them all. Three and thirteen is well beyond what anyone else has. Not to mention tonight they're going to be without Zed Key, um, one of their leading scorers on the season. Penn State's playing some great basketball. They're trying to get back on the right side of the bubble. Jalen Pickett um, has had 41 and 36 in his last two starts. Wow. One of the better wow. players in college basketball that never gets enough attention. 
Penn State's an underdog tonight. I love Penn State, even though they're on the road as a dog. Gibby Penn State plus two and a half is my is my best bet. And then just to leave you with something too, just just for the road, since we have a noon basketball game, a standalone game, just to get you ready for the the noon ball of, of next week that we're going to be getting. Give me North Dakota at home, your double best bet, minus four, coming up in four minutes. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. But uh, that'll do it for us today on The Blitz. Appreciate you tuning in. Good to have both of us back here in the studio. Uh, for Sam Beard, I'm Charlie Collier. You all have a great rest of your day. I got a table John Reed, Talk Sports. They're up next. Wind.